0: This is
1: episode 107 of the Delusional Sports Fans podcast. I'm your host, Keith, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Mike, and also CJ. We've got a lot of topics on the itinerary to discuss today. Uh, so with that being said, I want to say good morning to Mike, good morning to CJ. How are you guys doing? What's good, on,
0: Keith? What's going on?
1: Yeah, how you guys been so far?
2: I was just chilling. It's last Sunday without football, so I'm hyped about that. Um, Let's go Patriots. Hey, this guy goes already. He's he that. In there, bro. <laughs>
0: yeah, facts. <laughs> Everything's good, though, bro. Just chilling, you know, hanging in there. Like Mike said last Sunday without football. So I'm excited for that. It's not like waking up to some games, some sports betting.
2: Right. You
0: know, just that vibe. So can't wait for that next week. I right, you. So let's jump right into the
1: topic since we got a lot on our plate. And let's get into the major trade that just recently happened where Donovan Mitchell was shipped from the Utah Jazz and he's heading over to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, CJ, you and I are Knicks fans, so we have a little bit of skin in the game seeing that the Knicks were originally viewed as the most potential or the most likely destination for Donovan Mitchell. So, what were some of your thoughts and some of your reactions when you heard that the Knicks actually didn't get Donovan and he ended up going to another Eastern Conference foe, we being the Cleveland Cavaliers?
0: Um I was shocked. I'm not going to lie. Like, everything I heard leading up to this trade was, oh, the Knicks. The Knicks is bidding against themselves. The Knicks got the most to offer. Leon Rose is in control of this trade. The Knicks got different variations that they could offer. Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge is is willing to work with the Knicks, and they're going to revisit the talks and all this, and trade packages with RJ and Picks and OB. It was like, you know, I thought it was inevitable. At some point, I just thought that we was going to get Donovan Mitchell. Like, whether it was – Today, tomorrow, or right before the beginning of the season, I just knew that we was getting him. But to my surprise, he got traded to the Cavs, who came out of nowhere. I think I heard the Cavs' name once, but I heard they weren't willing to include Garland, Mobley, and Allen. So when I heard that, I was like, oh, well, they they don't really have much to offer, especially compared to the Knicks. But lo and behold, they put a nice trade package together. They got him, and um, I think it makes them a lot better. But I still don't know if they're going to be a top four C in the East. But I do think they got a lot better. That backcourt is dangerous. Um, <clears throat> two explosive guards, and they got the two big men behind them that can that could protect protect the rim. So um, I think I think they'll be a suitable foe um, this upcoming season. I'm curious to see where they'll land throughout the season, um, going into the playoffs. But as a Knicks fan, I mean, I wanted Donovan Mitchell, but I didn't want him enough to mortgage everything. Like, I didn't want to give up RJ, give up tons of picks, I think, what happened with the Rudy Gobert trade kind of messed up the entire market this summer. So I guess Danny Ainge figured, well, if I can get this for Rudy Gobert, then imagine what I can get for Donovan Mitchell. And I just really wasn't eager to give everything up for maybe what ten more wins and maybe a a seat or two higher in playoffs. So I'm I'm not I'm not mad
2: honestly. What you guys think? Um, when I heard about the well, I saw the trade real quick. I I remember I was out. Um, I was at work. Well, it was like after work, and we had like some happy hour. So I was like glancing at my phone every now and then. Then I seen Donovan Mitchell to Cleveland. I was like, like insert Soldier Boy meme, like Cleveland. I was like, where did Cleveland come from in all of this? So I was like, I'ma just wait till later there to get into this. And then when I looked, um, like CJ had said earlier, um, I saw a alert that said that Cleveland probably was out because they didn't want to include Garland, um, Allen, and whoever else. So I was like very surprised when I saw like this Cleveland trade. Then I thought about it. I was like Donovan Mitchell in Cleveland, and then I looked at like the potential lineup, and I was like, Nah, this team is like, hey. Um, so you are saying you don't see them in the top four, but I could definitely see them being top four. Um, so I disagree with you, with not CJ. Top four over who? Well, if you we look at, if you look at top four from last year, it was um, but uh, you
0: can't do that though because team a lot of a lot of teams made improvements. I agree, but I don't I don't have them ahead of the bucks. I don't have them ahead of Boston. Um, I don't have them. I had a, I have a Brooklyn team
2: and uh who else? You don't think that Gallinari injury affects the um Celtics at all?
0: I think it affects him, but I don't think it I don't think it's gonna play a major role like that. No, I think Galinari would probably be what the the eighth man in that rotation, ninth man. I don't think that's gonna be you got? You got smart, Grant
2: Williams, Tatum, Jalen Brown, Robert Williams. You got um I mean, but you got to think about it before injuries last year, Cleveland was like one of the top Eastern teams and they just got better for essentially nothing.
0: Yeah, but they were in a playing though. I don't think they go from a playing team to a top four team because of Donovan Mitchell. Hold on. I'm trying to. I don't know why I can't. Let me
2: see something real quick. What do you think about it, Keith? How you feel about it?
1: About the trade? I. All yeah. right. As a Knicks fan, I'm glad that we didn't do the deal because looking at what the team was offering back in July, Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, these guys are trying to give up way too much for a guy that really doesn't put us over the top. Mm -hmm. Uh, The reports were that we were going to give up RJ Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, and also Obi Toppin. And I think that would have been crazy. especially Plus Plus picks. Especially seeing the type of players that the Utah Jazz got for Mitchell from Cleveland. So me, I'm relieved that it didn't get done, but it still has me very concerned about what the Knicks are going to do moving forward, because if they were willing to give up that type of package for Donovan Mitchell, that really doesn't make us a contender then, you know, who knows what they'll be willing to offer in order to try and save their jobs, because you know,
0: their job is on the line, you know, this season. Mike, I'm ready for you. Mm-hmm. Alright, so I'm not putting them ahead of Boston, like I said the Bucks. I'm not putting them ahead of the healthy Brooklyn with Ben Simmons coming back and Royce O'Neill and the upgrades they made. I'm not putting them ahead of the Heat yet. Um, uh, And I think Philly got better. I I kind of... think they can compete with Philly, but I don't I still think Philly has a different type of pedigree than them, and Philly got better this offseason too. And I put them anywhere between five and seven. So I'd say Philly, the Hawks, and the Bulls. Because if Lonzo come back, remember how that Bulls team was playing last year before all the injuries, they was balling. Mm-hmm. And then the Hawks just got DeJounte Murray. They made an upgrade. So I'm not really quick to, to throw Cleveland up there in that top four
2: just yet. I gotta see what they look like. I gotta see if they mesh. Why don't why wouldn't you think they mesh if Garland and Sexton was meshing, like why wouldn't Mitch and Garland mesh? But Garland and
0: Sexton, they, they weren't really meshing though. Yeah, they got better when Sexton got out of there. Yeah, once 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 Sexton um, got injured and they gave the ball to Garland primarily, let the let the, let him run the offense. They got a lot better. But if there was a run. I don't know if it was like the
2: start of last year or the end of, and they was both averaging like 20, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but they weren't really winning too much. I and mean, that's true, but that's because like that was prior to that um, Jared Allen. And trade and stuff too where they upgraded
0: yeah i mean i think i i do think donovan mitchell is a way better player than colin sexton mm-hmm. but i need to see what they look like together like they, they're both dynamic guards so i think i think it should work they're both unselfish i think it should work yeah i um, about
2: to say garland's a playmaker for sure yeah it should work but they're
0: both a play, playmaker like they're both what six one um, look, they now, got, he's not
2: taller than that. Who Donovan Mitchell, right? Donovan nah. Mitchell, like six one, bro. Yeah. Oh, he just play big. Nah, I didn't know he was that short. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's short. short. Oh, he's wow. short. He's
0: like six one on a on a good day. They might give him six two, but nah, bro. He's 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 short. Um, they got those two two small guys in the backcourt. I'm not sure what they're gonna do with the three. Like, do you O'Coro. Pick O'Coro? Laver- a Coral would be small 4 3 too. I mean,
1: yeah, but he's your best perimeter defender. And, you know, Donovan Mitchell, he's going to have some issues out there defensively. And Garland isn't the greatest defender either. So you don't was, need somebody that lock up the perimeter.
0: I was thinking they go Shetty Osmond. Oh, wow. He got size and he can shoot. Because I, like, I feel like you need to have Karis Levert come in, in that, with that second unit. Off the bench, yep. Yeah. yeah, he'll be a spark and he needs the ball to score too. So I think. And he can't and defend he, that great either. He was good and, and he will be small 4 3 as well. So I, like, I really like A Coral though. I think a curl fits with them, but that back quarter is gonna be small. You gotta have you got well, you got the two twin towers, but Exactly. What you're gonna do at the three though. And then also what happens when Jared Allen gets in foul trouble?
2: Who's their backup now?
1: Well, you can move Mobley over and then bring in somebody else up the fall. That's true too.
0: Now they now see, this is what this is what I'm saying. Now, if they play against the Sixers first round and Jared Allen's in foul trouble guarding and B, you better not put Evan Mobley over there.
2: They're gonna put in Moses Brown.
0: Yeah, they got Moses Brown. Oh, oh barbecue chicken. <laughs> barbecue
2: chicken
0: oh my goodness. but you acting like mb ain't gonna cook most of the senses in the league Exactly. <laughs> like, no no absolutely this is what i'm saying this is why i'm not so quick to say they a top four team because but that's just a matchup though Matchup. Matchups. Make, make,
1: but just because they might be a bad matchup with the 76ers doesn't mean the 76ers as an overall team is better they just got to make sure they game plan and get mb out of there if they got other players that can then step up and get them past
0: that, you know, over the hump.
1: I won't say just because Embiid is a a matchup nightmare that automatically makes the team better than the Cavs. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, now how do I feel? How how, how do we feel about, say, the Cavs have a better record than the Sixers in the regular season, but they play the Sixers' first round, and the Sixers beat them 4-2 to in a series? Are we still going to say, well, the Cavs had a better team, it's just that Embiid was a bad matchup, like, we are we going to say the Sixers were the better team? It depends on how the
1: series go. It goes. If 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 Embiid just has a, a singular series where he's going off at of 35, 40 regularly, and there's nothing that they can do to, to contain him, I'm not going to say the 76ers was by far a better team. I'm just saying the Cleveland Cavaliers had no answer for Joel Embiid. Well, that makes the Sixers a better team. Man.
2: I mean, with James Harden and Joel Embiid there, they better beat. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, time.
1: to me, this is more. Uh, this isn't a, a move for the Cavs this year per se. I think this is a move moving forward because this team is still young. So I think they'll have two, three opportunities at trying to get to the, the final goal of a championship because they still got Garland, who's extremely young. Moby's on a rookie deal. Jared Allen is extremely young. Donovan Mitchell, he's still only what twenty five. Mm-hmm. So you're you're gonna have a lot of young players that haven't even are on the edge of their prime. Growing and developing together, so I think that's more so the outlook out of the front office as opposed to how good are we going to be this season? Can we win the championship this season? Right?
0: The the craziest thing to me is like, I feel like no matter what hap- would have happened, it was like a lose lose for the Knicks, like in regards to people that are not Knicks fans. Like, <laughs> if we would have, if we would have gave up RJ, if we would have gave up the picks, they would be like, yo, I did the same thing I did with Melo, yeah, I gave up RJ. Y'all gave up all those picks. i all mortgage, fu- mortgage the future for a guy that's not an all-NBA player. Like, what y'all doing? And then now it's like, aha, the Cavs swooped in and got him. I I thought y'all was going to get him. Y'all ain't get him. Aha, y'all stupid for not getting him. So it's like, it's nothing we could have done. Most people say, oh, well, y'all, y'all don't draft well anyway, so y'all should have gave up the picks. But Leon I mean, Rose has just done a pretty good job in the draft from
1: what I've seen. It's always a lose-lose situation for the Knicks because Knicks gets clicks. So everybody going to throw... a a narrative narrative out there that's going to fit them but for me personally I'm extremely uh, happy that we didn't go out there and make that type of deal because one I don't understand why R.J. Barrett was included in the deal you look at what the Cleveland Cavaliers did they tried to pair Donovan Mitchell with their top five um, pick from 2019 made no sense for us to try to include R.J. Barrett in the deal because you know uh, Michael K. He posted uh, a tweet. If I'm not mistaken, it was from what is his name, Andrew Friedman, the the GM for the Dodgers, and he said that you know if you're gonna make a move for a star player, you have to be irrational in that pursuit, or else you're always gonna come third. But me personally, if you look at what. The teams that have won championships re- re- recently, they all made sure they hit in the draft first before they made an irrational move. You know, the Bucs hit in the draft on Giannis. They developed Middleton and then they went and made a trade for Drew Holiday, which was a little bit irrational, some would say, because they might have overpaid. And then they ended up winning a trade. The same thing with the Toronto Raptors. They developed their players, made a move for Kawhi only for a year and then they won the championship we haven't developed enough young talent I don't believe for us to go out there and be irrational in our pursuit for a player because even if we went out there and got Donovan Mitchell we would have been at what maybe the sixth or even the fifth seed and I think that if
0: that if
1: that exactly if that and I don't think that warrants including RJ Barrett and Adele so me I'm extremely relieved that they they didn't get the deal done, but you know it is what it is. With pen regarding what people are gonna say uh, about the Knicks and, and them failing in their pursuit. Because honestly, if they would have done that trade, fans would have been in an uproar because it, it really made no sense where we are based on where mm-hmm. we are at the moment.
0: Mike, I'm 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 curious what your take is on this. Like, do you think the Knicks made the right decision, or do yeah. you feel like they should have got him? Like, regardless of the picks, regardless of what it was what it was going to take to get him.
2: Now that last offer I saw was wild. Um, so y'all like. y'all made that offer right with rj obi and um what you call it um and mitch yeah that was y'all
0: right yeah
1: in
2: july well y'all lucky that they didn't accept that honestly because they would have ripped y'all off i feel like in comparison to the trade they made with um what you call it well um cleveland with cleveland yeah so i don't i don't think it was it would have been to the extent of the mellow trade because i don't think that um donovan mitchell is like the size play that Melo is um back then like right now so i don't know i don't i don't think i needed that tra- the trade that that
0: yeah, it's it's, it's it's hard because I I can see
2: myself being mad hype,
0: you know, having him in the garden and oh, yeah, highlight sure. highlight plays. Like I can see myself mad hype about that, but I can also see myself in a year or two. Like damn, like we's now we we're kind of stuck. Like we can't make no moves, we can't make no trades. Nobody wants anybody. We have we have no draft picks for the next five years. Like so. Um, I, 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 they 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 have to build this team the right way though in order to you know make this move seem like the right way
2: right thing to do yeah looking and at the eastern conference so the eastern conference is tough like one yeah, through,
1: bro. one through eight one through nine one through
2: ten yeah, yeah one through
1: nine right i, I would say one through ten if charlotte get this stuff together
0: Yo, charlotte. <laughs> charlotte is like fucking, she's like a halfway house down there bro <laughs> It's just crazy down there. I think the Wizards are gonna be better this year too.
1: Yeah, the Wizards will be better. I
0: think the Wizards will be better. I think, I think
1: everything will be better. The Magic will be better. The Pistons will be better. They won't. Yeah. Probably, probably won't be good enough to be a top ten seed, but they've got young talent. The Pacers, same why with why is
0: gonna be better? Huh? So why are the Wizards gonna be better? Uh, Brad Bill coming back healthy. He was hurt all last year.
1: And they'll have Rui.
0: Rui's He'll coming be back.
1: back. Yeah, you, you'll up. you'll expect Abdisia to get better because they've got a young yeah. squad. KT. Have you
0: have you been watching uh, abdija on over in the in the Euro, League, in Euro basketball? Nah, he I've been, been watching He's been killing, has he? Oh, Bro, what? he's out there looking like Jordan. You know? You <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I gotta send y'all some clips between him and Lori Markinen. I'm about to go raid Swiss Cultures page. I know they be posting stuff.
0: They out there looking like Jordan, both of
2: them.
1: It's crazy. The NBA players go over there for the for those Euro games, and they go off. Even having Fournier, <laughs> yeah. Please, I don't even want to talk about him. I, I want to know what we're gonna do with this rotation now that because one of the sticking points that the Knicks didn't, you know, finalize that deal for for Donovan Mitchell was um, they didn't want to include Quentin Grimes in the deal. So I want to know what's the plan now, because you said you didn't want to go out there and get an all-star player using Quentin Grimes in the deal. So is he going to start? Or are you going to say a player that, that that's that quote-unquote valuable is still a player that you're going to have coming off the bench? So with Fournier still on the team, there's a lot of questions. With Julius Randle still on the team, you didn't want to, you know, you didn't complete the deal with Obi. So now Obi really is going to be relegated to a backup player. It,
0: it's a, it's a crazy, crazy spot for us to be in right now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just actually it's a it's a terrible spot to be in right now, especially coming into the season. Like to me, I know the type of coach Tibbs is he wants to win right away. But in all honesty, like this roster we have right now and, and, and looking at the East, we not gonna be competitive with these teams: Miami, Celtics, Bucks, Sixers, Raptors, Bulls, Nets, Hawks, Cleveland. All definitively better than us. And like I said, I think the Wizards are gonna are gonna get better. So it's like, well, like, what do you do? Do you do you play Fournier because he's on a big contract, or do you give Grimes his spot and let Grimes learn to fly and, and turn into a player that we all think he's gonna be? Right, and then got you pay Brunson. Um, I think what they did was with Randall was was terrible. Where they couldn't get anybody to take him. So now Obi's coming off the bench again, and that's going that's going to cause for a stir too. Especially the way Obi ended the season last year. You got D Rose coming back. So I, I really don't know. To me, I I think he should just play the young guys all year and try to get the best draft uh draft spot that we can for next year. Being that next year's draft is supposed to be loaded. Yeah, I highly doubt he's going to do that. Mark Berman was on the <laughs> New York Post.
1: And he said he doesn't expect Tibbs to play the young guys for the sake of playing the young guys. He's playing for his job. He's here to win. So I don't I don't think that's gonna be the case. And also you missed one important name too. I think the, the who I think has the most potential on the Knicks, and that's Cam Reddish. Reddish. What are we gonna do with Cam? You know, they've been dangling him in trade talks, left, right, and center. But when are we going to see the front office try to put him in a situation here with the Knicks where he can try to succeed? Because it doesn't seem like he's a favorite of Tibbs. And, you know, right now there's a lock jam at the the two positions. So if they're going to play RJ at the three, I don't really see them playing Cam much at the two. And then, you know, I was thinking maybe they could play Cam a little bit of time at the four. But we already got issues there with Julius Randle and Obi, So it's like, where are we going to find these minutes for Cam for him to develop and see if he's a player that we should invest in long term? So the team right now, I think, is set for a rebuild or in a rebuilding process. But yet they have a win now coach, which is why I don't understand why they went and uh, hired Tom Thibodeau in the first place. At the end of the day, the person that they should have brought in was Kenny Atkinson. And I've been saying it for like two years. And at this point, (laughs) he'll probably be available when we do end the fire in Tom Thibodeau at the end of the season. Because the start of our schedule is brutal. And you already got young players that have been dangled in trade, so we don't know how they're going to respond. The Knicks kept the media out of the Jalen Brunson signing because they didn't want them to be over. Uh, they didn't want them to go crazy trying to ask them cra- questions about the Donovan Mitchell drama. So what do you expect at training camp now when they find out that quickly was involved in trade talks? R.J. Barrett was involved in trade talks. In fact, the Knicks extended R.J. Barrett, and the only reason they announced it or it made the extension per the New York Post is because they, they wanted to kind of combat some of the backlash they were going to receive from not finalizing the donovan mitchell deal so it's going to be a shit show at training camp it, you know you just got to hope that these young guys uh, are tough-minded and
0: able to push through yeah
2: i agree sounds like good um good news for the new york post
0: this <laughs> <laughs> is crazy bro it's just because because one day i feel one way then the next day i feel another way so i just hope they continue to build the right way and figure this out because man if you keep if you keep missing out on draft picks you keep whiffing on lottery picks and you can't bring a star in or even develop one of your own into being a star it's gonna be the same old cycle same old cycle and i honestly believe in leon rose i think he can get the job done as far as like Putting us in, in a better position, I feel like Phil set us back years with the draft picks he chose. So, I think why are you
1: so confident in Leon Rose? Because even reports are saying that Leon Rose wasn't even the one doing the negotiations for the five, yeah. Time,
0: they don't even
1: like him, people around don't even
0: like him. Leon Rose is supposed feels, to be right? the one
1: with the connections, yeah. He got fired from the Timberwolves,
0: yeah. I heard like that. Tibbs, I heard that, but um, I don't know. I mean, has he really made any bad? He he made, I'd say he made. One bad move so far, and I would say that's Evan Fournier overpaying for him. But other than that, I don't has he really made any bad moves. He signed. He signed. I mean, he hired Tom Thibodeau. Bad <laughs> move number one. But Tom Thibodeau won uh, Coach of the Year his first year. Cool, but it was a bubble year,
1: and it was a year where Julius Randle played out his mind,
0: and I we mean- don't. It's hard to say somebody made the bad move when they hired a coach the year. I think it's a bad move when you look at the squad that
1: we have which was clearly in a rebuild and you brought in a you brought in a coach that is you know he's, he relies on his veterans heavily and he doesn't really play the young guys. Also, you say Le- Leon Rose hasn't made a bad move. He spent this entire offseason getting rid of his bad moves from last offseason. And he had to sacrifice our picks in order to do it. This is a rebuilding team, and we didn't draft, we didn't draft anybody in the first round well, in, this, in this most recent NBA draft. See. So I wouldn't say Leon. And then this team is, is great when it comes to drafting. So the one thing that they actually have been good at, they punted on.
0: So, well, with like I said, well, the, the first year, I guess you can say it, it was an anomaly, but he did get the he did get the most out of his players. Bubble year or not, he won coach of the year. We were the fourth seed competing in the playoffs, and we have been in the playoffs in, in how long? So I can't say that that was a bad hire. This year, he spent time getting rid of the players that he got from last year, but who— we we signed Kemba for crumbs. Nobody thought nobody knew Kimber knee situation was gonna be this bad. Like to get Kemba on that deal that we got him. Like nobody was looking at that. Like oh wow, like they got like you know like oh they got Kemba for nothing. Yeah, come on, bring him in.
1: I don't think so, cause we had to attach picks to get rid of him. We had to attach picks to get rid of him. Nerlens Noel, who we resigned for starter center I think, money, I think and that he never was a played. Bad move.
0: But even Alec Vic- Burks. But the year prior to that, New Orleans Noel played well when Mitchell Robinson went down. That's cool. We're like, but we but
1: we talking about the move to re-sign him. So, the, so when he was originally here, I was all right. He he contributed
0: cool. But we re-signed him, and then he was a bum. So that means the re-signing was a bad decision. But you, but half and half, right? Because when you do sign a player to a certain amount of years, you you you're making a projection on the future, and you also basing the the money and how much their value is based on their performance in the past, which is why Junius Randall got the contract that he got, right? So prior prior to the year that we signed re-signed, Orleans Noel, he was big for us when, when uh, Mitchell Robinson went down. Like, he was almost making Mitchell Robinson look expendable. Like, he was doing his thing out there. And then when you look at the Kimba signing – It was really nowhere to go but up from Alfred Payton. So it was like, you know, like Alfred Payton was our starting point guard, bro. Like nobody thought Kimball was going to be worse than him. No one. So I think think being able to sign those players to those contracts and being able to get up off of those contracts immediately, I think that shows that he knows what he's doing in a sense. Like everybody makes mistakes, but.
1: That's a lot of mistakes in one offseason. He literally erased the entire offseason from the year before. And he used our draft picks in order to do it. And he got in return draft picks that we thought were going to be able to bring in a star player. And apparently nobody really thinks those picks are are worth anything because they're extremely protected. And at the end of the day, if if they don't uh, convey, then they're going to be second round picks. So, I mean, I understand the thought process when he did it last offseason. But if you look at what it did to our young guys and a team that's supposed to be rebuilding, it allowed... Uh, Tom Thibodeau to play Alec Burks at point guard instead of seeing what Emmanuel quickly could do. You know what I mean? It, it's it's stuff like that that kind of stunted, I think, the development of our young guys. You know, you got Tom Thibodeau. He's playing Julius Randle 30-some-odd, 35 minutes, and he's not playing well. Meanwhile, we have Obi on the bench that should be getting some burn and, and we should be seeing what he can do, what he can develop into if we really want to put together trade packages to bring in elite players because we have to showcase our talent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's that's one of the big things of a rebuilding team. You try to hit on some elite players in the draft and those that players that aren't elite You showcase them, you let the NBA see that they're solid players, and then you package them together to bring in somebody. The Knicks, we didn't do that last season. We let everybody know that our young guys weren't good enough to beat out players like Alec Burks or or, or Derek Rose when he was healthy, even though
0: that was limited time. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to go straight into rebuilding form, especially in the year prior to you, were the fourth seed in the playoffs with the same exact roster. So it's hard to accept that, like, as a coach and as players. Like, they believe that they, they deserve to, or not deserve, but they should be in playoff contention, right? So, like, how do you... How do you sell to them, like, you no, know, scratch what you did last year. You know, we we rebuilding for the future. Like, nobody's really playing to lose. I think the team would have been better if we played the young players as opposed to
1: some of the aging okay. vets. So that's why I don't view it as them saying, all right, we're taking a step back, per se. I think we'll still be as competitive as we were in the bubble season if we had some of the young guys play a little bit more the t- the real reason the team was very stagnant a lot of times was the fact that you know julius Randle he'd have the ball in his hands and he'd throw up some inefficient uh, mid-range or or long twos and if we had him off the court a little bit more and we had a guy like obi who can get up and down the court and help us get some easier buckets i feel like we wouldn't have had those long stretches where it seemed like we couldn't find any offense. You know, maybe if Quickly was out there at point guard instead of Alec Burks, Quick could have been a little bit better at penetrating and trying to get things started out there on the court. So uh, I hear you when it, when you say, yeah, the team was very good the first year, but you also have to look at it. That, those were uh, – that was a situation that was unique, you know, for the most part. And then when the team was finally put in a situation that was more consistent with a typical NBA game because the playoffs – you know, we shit the bed. So I think that should have been a sign that said, all right, this team might have been a little bit better than it, it really was. And maybe we should try and just run it back and give these guys, uh, you know, long term deals. Because it's not like they gave them one year deals. They gave them two, three year deals, you know, two years and an option. So that's why we had to attach compensation. If he would have just gave everybody one year deals, I'd have been like, all right, that's, you know, I couldn't argue with that. But giving yeah. everybody long-term deals, uh, that was a little bit extra.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree somewhat. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm just not super down on him like the way I was with Phil Jackson. You know,
1: I, I think. Yeah, I'll give you that. He, he's at least a little competent. Phil Jackson was had no idea what he
0: was doing so so coming off that for me it's like okay it's it's a little bit different but i feel what you're saying though
1: yeah i'll give i'll give the front office on drafting they're great at drafting but they sold us on leon rose being someone that has connections being a former agent uh worldwide west he's another person that has connections and all these things so why why is the guy that just got hired at the end of last season why is he the one that's leading negotiations leon rose didn't even speak to danny ainge i don't understand what leon's what leon rose's role is at that point is he just like an overseer he just delegates that's weird it doesn't make sense the way they handle business yeah and they they say gerson rosas doesn't really negotiate in in um he doesn't really negotiate uh fairly i'll put it like that or with good faith so they said he offered uh, towards some of the late stages they said they offered rj quick and two first round picks unprotected and in the following day they ended up saying "Nah, we're not going to do that we'll just trade rj and two first round picks so there's there's reports that he didn't negotiate in good faith and there's also reports that Danny agents didn't negotiate in good faith if you look at what we offered that we mentioned earlier with Quick, RJ and Mitch—that should have got the deal done right there. I don't know what—that's all back and forth. Yeah, right. Compared to what they accepted, so to me, it looks like maybe Danny age really didn't want to deal with the Knicks at all. He was just using us to try to get the most out of a team like Cleveland. But you know, it is what it is. Danny
0: did get a hold though. I'm not gonna lie—he did—he did get a nice little package, but. I don't think it's better than what the Knicks could offer.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about the Jazz for a little bit. If if you look at what the Jazz got for Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, it breaks down to Malik Beasley, uh, Leandro Balmaro, Walker Kessler, who was the number uh, 22nd pick in this last draft, Javed Vanderbilt, Colin Sexton, Laurie Markkinen, O'Shea Agbaji, who was the number 14th pick in the most recent draft. They got THT from the Lakers, Stanley Johnson, seven first round picks and then they got three first round pick swaps so and they're not done mike they're probably going to reach out to you as well to see if they can get um you know jordan clarkson or bogdan bogdanovich off their books so how do you guys feel about this jazz rebuild or do you think that they're on the track to being a a contender maybe four or five years depending based on what they were able to get in this deal, I
2: didn't even realize what was going on, honestly. When you just, until you started reading the names, um, it it sounds very interesting. Though it sounds, it doesn't sound bad. So Danny Ainge, he knows how to find talent. He's collecting all of these draft picks. He got some young players that can try to develop in the meantime. So it's it's interesting. How you feel about it, CJ? Uh, I
0: think I think knowing his history. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's gonna do. You know, he's he, like you said. He knows how to find talent. He's gonna do his thing as, as, as in regards to um, drafting the best players available. So you know, Danny Angel's a monster when it comes to that. Uh, I got, I got faith in him. I don't know the timetable or, or or how soon or what they doing this year coming up. Like, are they t- are they trying to get that first pick and get the uh, Victor kid from France, or at least or even get the second pick and get Scoot Henderson? So I don't know what the Their timetable looks like, but I got faith in Danny Ainge. I believe in Danny Ainge.
2: Sexton, THT, um, Vanderbilt, That's going to be
0: bad basketball. Yeah? Sexton and (laughs) THT. Oh, my God. Uh, They in full tank mode. That's going to be bad basketball, bro. They're going to be getting buckets, though. Huh?
2: That's terrible basketball?
0: Sexton and THT, yeah, I think that's crazy volume scoring. I think that's getting punched. Uh, I think that's bad basketball.
2: Oh, Sexton and Beasley?
0: No, Sexton and Tht.
2: No, nah, I'm saying Sexton and Beasley though, Malik Beasley, if he stays.
0: Uh, I think they're gonna flip him. Yeah. Yeah, I think he got value somewhere else. I don't think he, he ain't no, he ain't no building piece for the, for, for them to me. I mean, he's young though. Still. Somebody could use him though, like a team that's maybe one shooter away. You can you can let him go for for a pretty decent price. And then he, Malik Beasley, also got a lot of baggage that come with him, too. Yeah, that's true. So I think he might get flipped. I, I think, I wonder what's happening with Mike Conley. Like, who's really willing to give up something valuable for Mike Conley? That's
2: because he's still making bread, too, right?
0: He's making decent money somewhere like the low 20s, I think. Oh. When he, see, when he first got that contract, it was the highest paid contract because, but because the TV deals went up and everything is different now.
1: No, nah, I think, I think he re up, didn't he? Let um, I mean, so
0: I don't know if he read up or if he's still in that same contract, but I know that that contract he signed with was it Memphis? Yeah, that one he signed with Memphis
1: originally, but I thought he was off for that one. Yeah, he signed a he signed a new deal, three years, sixty eight, with the Jazz after they traded for him.
0: Damn, that's a lot for him too.
1: Yeah, so he's making twenty two six this season, and then it's partially guaranteed next year. That's
0: a lot. For, that's a lot for him. Yeah. We. What, do you, what do you? Who do you think could use him? A uh, Mike Conley. Mm-hmm. Mike Conley.
2: Uh. Miami and
0: Cal Lowry and Mike Conley, the Lakers. I feel like I feel like uh, Miami O gave Vincent some some minutes this year, and then they already got Lowry. Who's
1: the, the team Lakers? that really needs a point guard right now? Um... And you think he'd start making twenty something million?
0: I was thinking about him coming off the bench, bro.
1: I mean, in the perfect world, he'd come off the bench, but there were people that were saying we couldn't bring Evan Fournier off the bench because he was making seventeen.
0: You got somebody better than him on the backup. You got you got you got to play that better person. I hear you. I hear you. I just I don't know though I'm I'm not really big on Mike Conley but I'm I'm trying to think of a team that might be like either either a point guard away or just a vet away.
2: The Pelicans got a point guard,
0: isn't it CJ? We got Jose Alvarado. Yeah, but so he's more defensive. I think CJ might be their point guard.
2: CJ McCullough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you thought someone me No, I, I'm, I'm used to the fan like as like, a two. I don't ever be carrying him as a point guard. That's why I was mad confused. Oh. <laughs> I
1: mean, they drafted Kara Lewis Jr., but
2: I don't see him. Yeah, he's more. more like a two, two. I can see him on the Pelicans then, if if he had to go somewhere.
0: Yeah, because they don't have they don't have a natural. Oh, they got Dyson Daniels.
1: Oh yes, 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 yes. They drafted him. Forgot all that.
0: They got Dyson Daniels. Yeah curious to see how he develops down there is Devontae he gonna be ball. a one or two Devontae graham mm-hmm. but cj gonna have a ball in his hands though mm-hmm that's yeah. i
1: think Tyson Day is gonna be a nice picker because he can play off ball and then at times he can run the point The defender too they got
0: mad young defenders like they got a nice little team down there i'm not even gonna lie
1: facts that's what a rebuild looks like
0: <laughs> they got a nice little team down there i'm looking at their roster now they still might not make the playoffs. Too. <laughs> Bro, they, they're making the playoffs. If, especially if Zion come back
1: healthy. If Zion is back and healthy, they're definitely making the playoffs. I mean, even if it's... Oh, yeah, I forgot
0: in, but, I forgot about the yeah. yeah, They yeah. made it last year without them. Yeah, they're going to make it. They're they going to make it. I'm looking at the uh, teams right now. Yeah, they're going to make it. Yeah, Kings still going to be... I can't believe the Kings, bro. Okay. <laughs> okay,
1: so, yes. I, I want to ask you guys. How do you guys feel about that Chet Holmgren injury? I mean, he was a big... We're talking about tanking teams and... And things like that the thunder they tanked for the most part they drafted chet Holmgren, and now he's going to be out for an extended period oh, for the entire year with a liz frank injury so what were some of your first thoughts when you guys heard the news that that chet was already out due to a, a, a injury and all he was doing was trying to stay in front of lebron on a, on a fast break even though that's not a small task i'm making it seem like it's nothing but still you know you're looking at a big man he should be able to take some of the bumps from even LeBron James.
2: Yeah, I was disappointed. Like I was excited to see him. He was doing well in summer league before they um decided to set him out. So I was excited. Excited to. I was excited to even see him during that little little scrimmage or whatever. Like that would. It was good for the league, but now we got to wait a whole year to see him, and it's going to be the talks of can he come back from this injury, or will this be uh the first of many injuries? So it just sucks that it had to start so soon. So hopefully he comes back. Sh- um better, comes back strong, maybe put on some more weight. Um and we'll be excited to see him again the following season, I guess.
0: Yeah, I thought I, I thought it was unfortunate that that happened, but um I like to see the glass half full, you know, especially with a guy like him. Um physically I don't think he's ready for the NBA. I think he has all the skills and the ability to be one of the best players in the league one day. But I think he really needs to get stronger and um and, and catch up with the speed of the game. Athleticism of the players and stuff like that, especially being being that he's a shot blocker, which is which is natural to him. But you know, just like we see and imagine LeBron James coming down the lane and Chet Holmgren is there, like you know, um, we saw it. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. It's hard for me to see the see the positivity in an injury but in this case i i think like this injury i don't want to say it'll be good for him but i think the time off would be good for him it would be almost like a redshirt year where he could use his time getting getting get away room bulk up get stronger um be on the sideline and actually see the game learn the game before he's thrown straight into the fire with a young team you know he can it's, it's a lot easier to to um to kind of learn the NBA game when you're watching it up close and personal, you know? So I think I think this time could be useful for him if he uses it the right way, especially since the Thunder, they're not on no, like, timetable right now. Nobody's expecting them to make the playoffs or make a run for the championship. So I think they he should use this to, you know, get stronger.
1: Yeah, and we've seen other big men sit out for an extended period of time and still be able to come back and have solid careers. Embiid, he missed, what, two years? To start his season, I mean, his career, and he was able to come back and, and still be a formidable force in the league. Ben Simmons, you know, he's got some mental issues, but physically, he seems uh, well, no, we can't even say physically, he got the back problems, but it's not a foot issue, is what I'm trying to say, because he missed his first season. And uh, with Chet, you look at his frame, it's a little bit concerning seeing how big and physical the NBA can be, even though you know, people like to say that the league is soft. But we still see some very physical play from a lot of players, especially the big man and down in the paint. So for him to be able to sit out and, you know, build on his body, try to get a little bit stronger, uh, fill his frame out some more, I think, it, like you said, it might be a blessing in disguise. Uh, it'll be a legit redshirt season because he'll be able to come back and qualify for, like, the rookie awards and all that. So it's better for him to happen. For this to happen, I think, uh, before he started, like in the offseason, or at least now he can prepare himself to not being around, and then then that happening during an actual NBA game or whatever. So I think he's in a, a pretty solid position uh, in terms of the team he's on not looking to to really win and the fact that they're not going to be trying to rush him back because they're, they're trying to, to, I guess, make gains in the, the, the standards or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I agree with that.
2: Yeah, I know there's been conversation about these offseason games um, do you think that this offseason injuries are going to impact those games for like next summer or next offseason?
1: I don't. I don't think it'll be the injuries per se, because all the only injury I really heard of is Chet, and and these are NBA sanctioned events. So if they get injured, they're not liable or violating or voiding their contract or anything. The team will still pay to get them uh, healthy and whatnot. But the only thing that might stop this is uh, the what happened at the, the, the what is it, the crawl. What do they call it? The Crawford experience or whatever oh, they call with that. that? with the, yeah. with see the see court it. was? Yeah, with the, with the court getting wet and then they being a safety hazard. That yeah. might be the only thing that get them to stop the program because the programs are for the players to go out there and have you know, fans that can't afford to come to an NBA game get still get access to those players. So I think they'll continue to do it because it'll continue to build the fan base for the NBA. They just got to make sure that the players are in a safe environment.
0: Gotcha. I was kind of at first. I was like, "Damn, like nobody's gonna play anymore." But then, when I think about it, like injuries are sometimes unavoidable. Or you, you can just be walking down the steps and you know, twist your ankle. You know, and and regardless of what, like these guys are gonna play ball. Like whether it's in the pro am league or it's in um, what's the what's the guy that Black Ops basketball where where Carmelo and them be playing ball at? Oh, Chris Brickley. Yeah. Yeah, Brickley. Yeah. So, whether it's like an actual league or it's just pickup basketball or it's like Rico Hines pickup basketball or the Euro, Euro League basketball, whatever it is, like these guys are going to play. They're going to want to stay in game shape. So, you know, some things are more important than others. But when it comes to an NBA team, if you don't want your player playing at all during the offseason, then you got to include that in the Olympics too, right? Because playing mm-hmm. the Olympics is, is you kind of risking the same, same, um, Chance at injury and your investment the investment is really for the team. Is you know they they play for the country for free.
2: That's a fact.
1: They don't get
0: paid when they win a gold medal. Probably get something. I don't know. That ain't free. They probably get something, but for them to sign up for the for the I don't think they get paid, bro. No, no, I think about they get paid. bro. They get paid, bro,
1: because regular Olympic athletes, when they win, they get paid. They're not going over there for free. They got real lives. <laughs> they got they need some money. But you if you medal, you getting paid. I don't know if you don't medal. I can't speak on if you don't medal. But if you medal,
0: you getting some money. So is it some it's some type of incentive or something like that? Two medal.
1: Yeah, let me Google it. Uh Do you get paid if you win a medal?
2: Yeah, you only get paid I, if you win a medal. Yeah. So gold medal is worth thirty seven thousand five hundred. Silver is worth twenty two thousand five hundred, and bronze is worth fifteen thousand. Man, they ain't getting paid. <laughs> they ain't getting paid, bro.
1: That's gonna James come Harden
2: on real. In, James Harden threw that
0: shit in the strip club last night. <laughs> 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 they
1: ain't getting paid. Jake, wait. I, was James Harden on any of the teams that medaled I can't remember. Yeah, he got to go medal i can't, I, can, I remember yeah. the 2012
0: team. I think James Harden definitely got. Yeah, wasn't he on the 20? I think he was on the 2012 team. You, re, you remember that dude from Nigeria made him fall? Yeah. <laughs> He was out there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he was out there. I'm looking at it right now.
1: <laughs> looking at him fall?
0: That's, no, no. no. <laughs> but that's how you remember it, though, right?
1: Yeah. Almost oh, forgot about that joke. All right, fellas. So let's pivot from basketball. Let's start getting into some NFL action. Training camps are over. Like uh, Mike said earlier, this is the last Sunday without football. And teams are making some moves. One surprising move was the Giants actually cut Blake Martinez. I'm not sure if you guys were uh, aware of that news. Um, Martinez. Why? Why? Honestly, maybe it was the fact that he wasn't a scheme fit, but it really doesn't make any sense because you look at what we have at our our linebacking core. We really don't have another inside linebacker that you would say is as good as Blake Martinez has as much experience as Mark. As blake martinez he was a tackling monster mm-hmm. and we renegotiated his contract but if we would have cut him before you know the calendar changed we would have saved a lot more money against the cap and right now the giants are kind of cap strapped so they really haven't reported why they cut him the only thing i've seen from dan Duggan is him saying that it wasn't a cap move it was other issues involved so maybe he was promised something by wink but I mean, he really doesn't fit the scheme perfectly, so you understand why they might not want him around as a as a non scheme fit. But to do it at the time that they did it, I think was kind of um, it was poor planning on part of the front office because we probably could have cut him earlier and had more money to at least build around this team. Uh,
0: he's come, he's coming off uh, ACL though, right? ACL injury.
1: Yeah, coming off ACL injury.
0: So I wonder, I wonder if if what they saw at practice. It wasn't what he used to be, you know. Cause to me, like that, that doesn't make any sense. Like he was a tackling machine last year or the year prior to He's a yeah tackling machine. Fantasy, like, he, it's crazy. Yeah, he's getting all the tackles. Like I used to play against him in fantasy, and like he putting up quarterback numbers. I like, yo, yo get this dude out. Of here. Get this dude out of here, yo. Yes, yeah, so I, you know.
1: Yeah, but the Giants are also moving forward with only two. Quarterbacks, especially to me, I thought that was kind of wet weird because Webb had a solid preseason and Tyrod Taylor, he actually got hurt in the last preseason game. He hurt his back. You know, they said it wasn't anything too serious. But for us to only go forward with two quarterbacks, knowing that Daniel Jones is kind of injury prone, and Tyrod Taylor, you know, even though some of the injuries he's dealt with haven't been his own fault, but he's dealt with some injuries. So for us to only move forward with two quarterbacks has me just a little bit concerned. I felt like we probably should have been better off keeping
2: the three. Yeah, that, that would have made more sense. The, Gi- the Giants suck, honestly. <laughs> I <It's laughs> yeah, go, yeah, but... <laughs> sure I knew Mike wanted to say that. Sure to say that. <laughs> and y'all lost to the Jets last week. It
1: <laughs> First of all, it's a preseason game. Second of all, our B team, our C team, no, yeah, our C team lost to their B team, so – it ain't. I'm not something I'm worried about. The, what I'm worried about is the offense look like a legitimate, you know, professional offense. And it's been like two years since the the Giants were able to move the football up the up and down the field with relative ease. You know, I finally saw wide receivers open with space and room to run. You know, the offensive line is a little bit shaky because the backups were in, but we saw in the previous. Preseason game when Daniel Jones was given time, he was able to pick teams apart. So I'm not going to sit here and say the Giants suck. Where I never Daniel Jones
0: pick anybody apart in my life,
1: bro. He was, he was like 11 of 14 in the second preseason game.
0: Oh, we are talking about preseason? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. He was, oh, okay.
1: So he was he was picking the team apart when he was given time. So I want to see how he's going to look in the regular season.
0: <laughs> I, feel, I feel bad for laughing because my team is trash too
1: Oh, OD trash because the last time we was on this Y'all was laughing at me <laughs> for saying the Giants Going to be better than the Jets But then the people that get paid to talk about the teams oh. They got the Giants better than the Jets So I ain't tripping
0: They be wrong a lot too though
1: They do be wrong a lot but right now they sided with me So that's what we running with
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> if,
1: if I'm the Jets I'd be nervous too Y'all are starting the season with Joe Flacco No
2: nah, that's very scary
1: he played in that game against the Giants and he didn't look good. He actually threw an interception. And that was our backup.
0: I don't How, huh? How does he still have a job?
2: I don't know.
1: I don't know. But their third string quarterback to me, I think, is a better quarterback. What's his name? Mike White or something like that?
2: Oh, yeah. Mike White was lighting up sometimes last year.
1: Yeah. I think he's better than Joe Flacco.
2: Yeah, that's disrespectful.
1: And he's mobile. He can get out and make some plays with his feet. I like him as a, as a backup quarterback, you know?
0: I've been hearing that Zach Wilson has a chance to come back week one. Really? Yeah,
1: y'all go ahead and rush him back. Feel free.
0: <laughs> I hope not, but listen. I don't know. How do we have, we have to have the worst backup quarterback situation in the league? How do we got Flacco? I'm not going to lie. Mike White is trash, too. I <laughs> 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 like Rob Intos in the first half one game.
1: Oh that was, I mean, he had a bad game. But then again, he's not a really a, a starter. I think he's somebody that can come in once the starter goes down and he can play a few snaps or he can play a game or two, but if you leave him out there for too long, then opposing defenses who have a whole week to to get some film on them and a game plan against them, they're going to probably be able to have their way. But for somebody that you just need to come in, if the quarterback is dinged up a little bit and needs to take a breather or he's out for a game or two, I think Mike White is a solid option.
0: I guess – quarterback goes down in the third quarter, he comes in the fourth and lose the game. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but the thing is, how you look around the league, how many backup
1: quarterbacks do you look at and say, all right, that's a player that I'm not going to be too concerned if my starter goes down and we have to hold on to a lead. You know, a few of them are game managers, but for the most part, they're not going to go out there and and, and win you a game. It's always going to be a dramatic drop off between the starter and the backup unless yeah. maybe you're looking at San Francisco.
0: San Fran, Tennessee, uh Baltimore. maybe more. Uh, well, who's the backup up in Baltimore? Tyler Huntley. I think from so
1: from Lamar Jackson to, to Tyler Huntley, you say it's not a big drop off. <laughs>
0: um not hmm. as a
1: thrower of the football, but Yeah, that's what, I'm, look that's at, what I'm well, look I was saying. I
0: think when you when you consider the way their offense is, is set up, for lamar it may be a drop off but tyler huntley opens up a lot of other doors that that they you know what i'm saying opens up another playbook that they don't have with lamar because he can throw the ball a lot better than lamar
2: oh wow he can,
0: he can also run it too oh wow so sounds like he might take his job <laughs> nah he's come on mvp he's not gonna take his job but i think he could be a starter somewhere else in the league easily Mm-hmm. It's a lot of confidence. It's a lot of
2: confidence. Comp- you
0: like you. Yeah, good, yeah, I didn't see him play last year when he, when Lamar went down. Yeah, he was he was going crazy last year. So yeah. was Mike White. <laughs> what's on, what's <laughs>
1: Mike White, was going off. he had some games. I, <laughs> I had start.
0: one game where everybody was like, yo, what's going on? We had us like, are we going to bring Zach Wilson back? And then he had that one game when he was throwing to the other team every play. Yeah. Like, Get this out of here. He was Pittsburgh, a tough man for the other squad. Pittsburgh got an interesting quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. They uh, got the rookie. Yeah. So I forget who's a backup in Washington. I can't, I can't remember. I'll tell you right now. Atlanta has an interesting situation, too. I think Marcus Mariota is going to lose his job. To so who? Desmond Ritter. Oh, yeah, the rookie. Mm. Desmond Ritter is tough. Oh, Tyler Haneke. Oh. well, oh, And Washington? Yeah. Yeah, so if Carson Wentz does what Carson Wentz does, they're going to be calling for his job. The Rams got a pretty good backup quarterback, too. I forget their name. And then you got the Seahawks.
1: Seahawks, they got Drew Locke and... um. Gino. Gino, Gino starting.
0: Since since we here, right? Can we go on record and and picking who
2: we got winning each division? Oh yeah, we could do that, and then we could um go through the week one schedule. And, yeah.
1: Also, I wanted to talk about Wilson's contract because we were talking about Lamar Jackson. Oh, that's He's gonna right. be another one. Oh yeah, so we we can hit those points.
2: Alright. Uh, division the AFC East. Oh, that one's
1: <laughs> yeah, we can go division by we can go around the the league division by division.
2: All right, um, AFC East, which is made of the Jets, the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Patriots. I, I, I it hurts me to say, but I guess yeah. The, I'm waiting for this one. <laughs> the Bills are probably going to win the division. Um, yeah, the Bills are my pick too.
1: Yeah, same here. We got a consensus.
2: <laughs> um, AFC North, which consists of the Ravens, the Steelers. The Browns and the Bengals. Um, I have the Bengals winning the division. Oh, who you got, Keith? I want to hear answer
0: first. <laughs> Need some more time to think.
1: Yeah, same here because if, if the yeah. Browns, well, because of the suspension, I think the Browns are gonna be, you know, they're gonna have an uphill battle. But me, Pitt, honestly, I'll go with the Bengals. I think it'll be the Bengals. You've got Joe Burrow coming off that Super Bowl run. I think he's gonna be better. They they've made some tweaks to their offensive line to try to keep him protected. So I, I think the Bengals are gonna be a team that's only up and up, and they're probably gonna win the division.
0: I was leaning, I was leaning toward the Ravens because, because of that defense. Their defense is better than the Bengals defense. But I'm thinking about what the what the Bengals did to the Ravens last year. Both times they played them, they destroyed
2: them both times. So I I'd probably just go with the Bengals. Let's see if you pick. Jamar Chase is about to have another year. Bags. We got another consensus. All right. So we got we got the Bills and the Bengals. AFC South, consisting of the Texans, Titans, Colts, and Jaguars. Um, I'm going Colts. Yeah, I'm going Colts. I
0: don't think. but the other option would be the
2: the, the, the Titans.
0: Yeah, I don't really believe in Ryan Ryan Tannehill, and I think Derrick Henry just got another year older, more wear and tear on his body. So,
2: yeah, I gotta go Colts.
0: I'ma go Colts. I think Matt Ryan makes him a lot better.
2: I feel like they did that. I don't. Yeah, it, it has to be the Colts.
1: <laughs> yeah, they swapped Matt Ryan out for uh, Carson Wentz. And even with Carson to think they were solid until the end of the season. So that Matt Ryan is definitely gonna be He's a smart quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I think he still has enough arm um, strength to, to make defenses pay. So yeah, I go with the coach as
2: well. Copy. And then the last division, we have the AFC West with the Raiders, the Chiefs, the Broncos, and the Chargers. This is the wildest division.
1: Yeah, this one can
2: go a lot of ways. Could be the wildest for a few years to come. Um yeah um anybody have an answer already yeah I like
0: the chiefs you like the chiefs yeah I like the chiefs i just think i think their pedigree their foundations are really solidified i think on paper the chargers probably have the best team but we got to see what that looks like we done seen plenty of teams look really really good on paper and not be able to put it together so i'm gonna go chiefs just based on pedigree i'm
1: gonna go with the Chargers just because justin herbert should have been a giant man i like justin herbert i think he's gonna do some things out there in l.a so I, I i'm i'm a big fan of his i'm not even gonna front i really wish the giants would have mm-hmm. picked him when we were uh actually he's kind of spurned us he curved us giants were actually supposed to to get him in the draft but he decided to stay an extra year But yeah, yeah. i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with the Chargers.
2: you i ain't gonna hold you keys i think i might go charges with you and I'm a I'm a Patrick Mahomes fan, but I feel like that Tyreek Hill, I was looking at highlights the other day, and I'm like, yo, Tyreek Hill bailed them out of a lot of stuff, man. And I don't know if they got a play that's going to bail them out of a lot of stuff if you look at Scantlin and Juju. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure, sure. You don't think not having
0: Tyreek Hill opens up, like, makes them more dangerous in a sense?
2: Being that yeah, Sure, but I also believe that the Chargers have a, better def- a way better defense. Yeah, so, you got to look at the offense and the defense. I think I think um, the Chargers probably might have the best defense in that division, followed by the Broncos, maybe. I don't know how you feel about that, Keith, but that's that's just the way I'm looking at it. Offensively, we already know all of these teams are going to try to put up points when mm-hmm. so it comes to looking at the defense.
0: That's a good way to separate it, but it, I just – I don't be, no, I don't believe in the Chargers coach either. He had a lot of um, – Blunders last year with timing. It's
1: questionable game management.
0: Yeah. So um that's him. Justin Herbert is Justin Herbert. He's gonna do him, but he's still young, so I expect him to make mistakes. And like I said, all the names that they have, all the players that they have, it looks great on paper, but I need to see them put it together first. I need to see him do it. Like it's not to me, it's not like a Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay situation where you know no matter what, Tom is gonna to hold things together, and you know Tom is the goat. Like he knows what he's doing. He knows how to win. Justin Herbert doesn't really know how to win yet in the NFL. Really, none of those guys do. So they put together a nice little all-star team, but not not many winners.
2: I don't know, bro. We yeah, gonna see. This is what is this? Um, Herbert's third. Yeah, maybe fourth. Third. I what think is
1: this is third because he would have signed up extension by now if it was his fourth.
2: Yeah, he's. They're gonna be. They're gonna be really good. I'm just. They're. Yeah, their offense is really good.
1: And they had a winning season last year. I don't know what you're talking about. They don't know how to win.
2: Yeah. Right. They had. They had some bad, bad endings to games, but they definitely know how to win. They didn't make the playoffs.
1: All right, But they had a winning season, and it was an upgrade from what they did the year prior. So they're heading in the right direction. And,
2: I, and they had. And they had injuries and the the COVID situation. There was a lot of stuff that was going on on their team. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they, they was able to pull it out. But once they made that trade for Sony Michelle um things started looking looking different in a good way so I'm putting my faith in my homeboy.
0: boy I I as you should because <laughs> you you a Patrick Mahomes fan too so you just like you don't know what to say like oh yeah you're right you know but uh. <laughs> right,
2: let's, let's go to the, <laughs> the NFC we got the NFC East um featuring NFC East my fault Here we go. The Cowboys, the Giants, the Eagles, and the Washington Commanders. Eagles, Eagles. They just made a trade too, right? They picked up. Um, they picked up. Or did they trade somebody away? Oh, they they, they traded.
0: They traded Rager.
2: Oh, they did, right?
0: The, The wide receiver. They They also made it. Was wait? Was Rager in the trade? Where did Rager go?
1: minute many you we went to Minnesota. I think, so I think
0: they just made a trade with the Saints too I think they either gave up a safety or got a safety One two. yeah
1: Eagles trade for a defensive back
0: oh yeah, Chauncey Gardner Johnson
2: the Cowboys lost the offensive lineman right
1: uh, Leo Collins and Terrence Smith oh the injury you mean yeah uh I, yeah I
2: guess you gotta go Philly uh, I'll go I'll go Eagles too
1: uh, yeah I'll go Giants <laughs>
2: wow there's
0: no serious <laughs> no <Nah>, i'm lying <laughs> <laughs> i gonna say what you gonna go on record with that <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I, i'm
1: gonna go with the eagles but that says more about the other teams in the division than it does the eagles and another home run you no know, lucky you guys but yeah the cowboys i don't see them making too much noise they're playing back too much money and they still got jerry jones running around acting like he's a gm and he knows how to put together a really football team so there's a lot of holes that offensive line they're getting older they're not as good as they once were once was um zq elliott he's going to take a step back but he's making all the big bucks so cowboy's not going to be in it i don't think they'll probably be the second best team uh i mean even,
2: even with he taking a step back though Pollard was going crazy last
1: year yeah Pollard was going crazy last year but i think the offensive line is going to take a step back as well so yeah. Pollard doesn't have those those running lanes I, I mean, mean the line was bad last back. year, wasn't it? And it's not going to get better. Yeah, it got worse.
2: Yeah. yeah
1: and they're missing their, uh, TJ said it, I believe, right? They're missing their left tackle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But even when he's on the field, he's still not the same left tackle he was, you know, four or five years ago.
2: All right, so we all picked Philly. So NFC North, we got um the Bears, the Packers, the Lions, and the Vikings. Oh, um,
1: Packers? Packers yeah
0: um, I got no
1: faith I know I don't you know Cousins is a devoted Christian yeah. but I got no faith in him
0: <laughs> I got no, I got, it's crazy because I really want to say them but I really have no faith in them either. at all
2: at all I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Packers I'm gonna go Packers I'm gonna go Vikings oh um, <laughs> yeah I, I think um with they got a new coach right yeah from
0: hmm. LA Rams
2: new, new coach um, I think he's pass friendly, and I know we already know the Vikings is kind of heavy um, on the running. So I think it'll be more balanced. I think um, what's his name is going to have a bigger year, Jefferson. Yeah. I think he's going to have a bigger year. And with the with the Packers situation, their wide receivers, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't trust what's going on over there. So I'd rather put my faith in Kirk Cousins. and yeah, I already know I'm a, a fan of him. I've been trying to defend him. I couldn't defend him all the time, but I do like Kirk <laughs> Cousins, and I think that yeah, he'll have a better season with the new coaching and Justin Jefferson.
1: Oh, God bless you, Mike. <laughs> Mike like a lot of quarterbacks, man. <laughs> right? As long as you can throw the ball half decent, Mike like you.
2: I saw him playing that in two. We don't run <laughs> into the game. It's not.
1: I hear you. So not a lot of game player. Right. All
2: right, NFC South. We got the Panthers – the Falcons the Saints and the Bucks
1: Bucks yeah Bucks by default I mean the Saints their quarterback situation's iffy they don't have Sean Payton anymore Falcons their full rebuild Panthers they've got uh what's his name starting at quarterback uh <laughs> I almost called him Johnny Manziel <laughs> Baker Bayfield, Baker Bayfield. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't see the other three teams being able to compete with the Bucks, Even if their offensive line is going to be a little bit shaky from mm-hmm. what I've seen.
2: Yeah, from what i heard too. Yeah. Uh,
0: got to go Bucs by default, bro. Even with mm-hmm. the injuries, you got to go. Yeah.
2: That's, yeah. This next one is interesting. NFC West with the 49ers, the Cardinals, the Rams, and the Seahawks and if y'all didn't remember um deandre hopkins was suspended like the first six weeks
1: mm-hmm. i mean i wasn't picking the cardinals anyway
2: Yep, i wasn't picking them either. I
0: don't got freaking uh, kind of
1: like that yeah facts
0: uh i know that's should boys, make i'm sorry but <laughs> <laughs> i think i think the 49ers have a chance to be really really good and they also have a chance to be really bad or have a, I wouldn't say really bad, have a down season. Um, And I also don't think the Rams are as good as they were last year. Neither. I want to say 49ers. Yeah, I'm going to go 49ers.
2: uh I'll go, go miners yeah I might jump on the bandwagon um this season too all I've been hearing is that the 49ers have a chance to win the Super Bowl honestly um and that that trailer looks good the defense is great they have weapons um if you look at the Cardinals with the suspension um and Hollywood Brown coming there he'll have um rapport with with Kyler Murray but um do they have enough to I guess sustain them I don't know and then the Rams I keep hearing about um what's his name being hurt Um Matthew Stafford has something wrong with his elbow mm-hmm. so I'm kind of concerned about that um so I'm, I'm gonna go along with the with the 49ers they're gonna have a, they should have a more explosive offense and their defense was valid last year so I'll go with them.
1: Mike over here changed my mind. I didn't know Matthew Stafford had a ball elbow.
2: Yeah. They've been talking about it from, like, at some point, like, before your preseason started. Again, in the training camp, yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm. Okay. So, did that make the decision easier? Because I was I was going to go Rams, but if Matthew Stafford ain't 100%, I can't risk it. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm a little bit nervous about the 49ers because, you know, Trey Lance, it'll be his first year as a starter. Uh, how is he going to, um, you know, respond to some of the adversity that comes with actually starting in the NBA, I mean, in, the NBA, in the NFL? So, you know, for a full season. So for the 49ers, I was a little bit concerned because they, they kept Jimmy G. So to me, does that mean are they really confident in what Lance can do next season if they decided to renegotiate with Jimmy G and still keep him on the roster? Because that's going to that's have a lot of headlines anytime Lance starts to struggle. You know, mm-hmm. they got kind of to turn to Jimmy G and things like that. So that would have been my reservations about picking the 49ers. But the minute you said Stafford is dealing with a bomb elbow, that kind of gets them off the list. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go 49ers with you guys.
0: Got gotcha. you. It's a tricky team, though, because I think everybody has expectations for them with the the changing of quarterbacks, but man we, st- we still really don't know what he is yet you know mm-hmm. yeah but if it works out i think it works out i think a lot of people putting those expectations on them because the last time they had a quarterback and switched the quarterback you know
1: so mike you wrote you wrote all the decisions down because you, you wanted to get us on wax
2: That was cj cj you wrote it down no yeah i got him, I got him on my head <laughs> he's saying your head mm-hmm all right We agreed on everything
0: except for I wanted Chiefs. Yeah, I wanted Chargers. Me and Keith wanted Packers. You wanted Vikings. And everything else we agreed on. But I got to come back and revisit that Baltimore Bengals thing, though. I don't know. We'll see.
1: (laughs) All right, fellas, before we wrap up, I just want to find out from you guys, what are you guys looking forward to week one? Any key matchups or games you're excited to see?
2: Uh I'm looking forward to my Patriots versus the Dolphins. I want I know they're favorite it right now, so I just wanna see how that game is gonna play out with all of the new additions on Miami side and with Mac Jones in his second year. Let's let's go Patriots.
0: What about you, CJ? Um it's a couple of good games first week, I think
2: just for just,
0: just just for the drama aspect, I'd say I'm interested in seeing um Cleveland versus the Panthers, mm. Baker Mayfield, and how that situation ended. so i'm I'm interested in seeing how he plays against them. But as far as like um talent wise and even matchups, I'm interested in seeing the bills and the Rams, uh, the Chiefs and the Cardinals and the vegas raiders and the chargers i think those are going to be some fun games to watch
1: yeah as expected i'm into seeing the giants versus the titans we finally go see what daniel jones can do under this new offense uh the new defense we're going to see how they're going to look even though we're a bit depleted at secondary um and in that game
2: you're going to see derrick henry put somebody through the ground
1: Nah, man, I think we're going to be all right. Leonard Williams, a big guy. We got some big guys up against the uh, up on that defensive line. I think the defensive line is going to be a strength of ours. So it'll be it'll be nice to see um, how they'll hold up if they'll be able to close the running lanes. And we don't have Blake Martinez, so that's probably going to biggest be the biggest issue. You know, if they get to the second level, it might be an open field day for for Henry. So I'm keeping my eye on that uh, and. The Bills versus the Rams, that's going to be a marquee matchup on Thursday. So I'm definitely looking forward to that matchup. We'll see if Stafford really does have a bum elbow. See how he matches up against uh, Allen and, and the Bills. See how that game will go.
2: Yeah. So it's a good, it's a good um, week one um game. Yeah, it's a, it's a good slate. The Ravens get to beat
1: up on the Jets a little bit i'm shocked the giants play at 425. usually they keep like the marquee games for that time slot right aren't they uh, in tennessee are they in tennessee
2: nah they probably got the the yeah, in the, chiefs, the chiefs and the cardinals yeah. probably the uh, prime time game
1: nah chiefs cardinals start the same time 425. Know, normally the, the whack game start at four and then the 425 one is the the,
2: the good you all gonna, gonna be on regular tv and they're gonna be the prime time game bro what you mean prime time? There is no prime time. It's two and five. Like, you know, what's, what's the what's the what channel the um the prime time game come on on Sunday at 425? Is that five?
1: Nah, usually come on four twenty-five on channel five,
2: yeah. Yeah, if the giants were playing, y- y'all probably gonna be on like channel two or something. Y'all not gonna be on channel five.
1: No, but I'm I'm not worried about the channel, I'm worried about the time slot because normally you got one o'clock games, then you have the four o'clock games, and oh, then you pe- have the ma- the marquee game at 425 or 415, it's- whatever it is.
2: It's week one, though, so you know all of the teams are playing.
0: All of the teams are normally
2: always playing. Week two,
0: all the teams are playing. Week, no, week, so look, all the games start at 425, all the 4 o'clock games.
2: No, yeah. not, not all of them, but I'm just saying for the first couple of weeks before somebody has a bye, mm-hmm. like the times is kind of different. No, see, look, look week two, it's going to be a bunch four of games.
1: games. You got two 405 games, and then you've got a bunch of 425 games, right? Mm-hmm. This week... Everybody starting at four
2: twenty five. Yeah. Oh.
0: And then week three, you got one four hundred five game. And well, you got to like, you got to see
2: what game comes on channel five though. I don't
0: He's think I don't
2: think that. it's young Mike
1: just trying to come at us that we're gonna be on the B screen. On the B screen, I ain't worried about that, Mike. It's I'm cool. just worried I'm about the
0: timing. Sure. <laughs> All right, man. Love it. That's oh, man. about living in New York, like being subject to watching the Jets and the Giants play when we're both bad you have nothing else to watch unless you have red zone or something like that but man it sucks
1: worst part when they play at the same time and they and they suck so they play <laughs> at one o'clock every every damn week mm-hmm. that's the terrible part you get mm-hmm. rounded
0: mm-hmm just watching bad football on Sunday it's stressful facts facts and by the time the good game come on at four o'clock you'll be ready to take a nap
1: oh man we can end up to that age where we can start napping again
2: yeah
1: Yeah. all right fellas so we'll wrap it up here anything you guys want to say before we sign
2: off um just follow us on the on instagram the delusional sports fans yeah
0: everybody tune into the next part we got a special episode for y'all so Keep, I keep
1: a look out for that so thank you guys for tuning in once again this is episode 107 of the delusional sports fans podcast i'm your host Keith, joined as always by my co-hosts mike and cj until next time
2: all right fellas Peace.